Think Realty Nation, what's up? It's Abby Golhar. You are watching the Think Realty Podcast. On today's show, listen, a lot is happening in 2022. Interest rates are rising. Where's supply? Supply's been, as you and I both know, supply has supremely sucked for the last year, year and a half as real estate investors. I have a lot of questions about where the real estate investing space is gonna be toward the end of 2022, going into 23 and 24 possibly. The impact that interest rates will have on investors, and guess what? I'm gonna get, I'm going to get the, these answers from the horse's mouth himself, my good friend Bill Tesser from Civic Financial Services. He is a giant in the space, and if you're not paying attention to this podcast, you're losing out. The next 10 minutes is going to change the way that you invest this year. Before we get to Bill, uh, this podcast is brought to you by Rent to Retirement. Does 20% return on investing in turnkey rentals sound attractive? Rent to Retirement offers fully turnkey properties that are newly built or renovated, leased and managed, allowing you to invest with confidence out of state. They have single family, multifamily, new builds across 15 markets that maximize cash flow, appreciation, and equity. Rental Retirement helps investors build a business plan to achieve financial freedom through real estate investing. Learn more. Check out rentalretirement.com or call or text 800 311 6781. Let's get to it. Bill, welcome to the show. Happy New Year. It's been a minute. How are things in your world? Talk to me. Yep, awesome. Happy New Year. Yeah, good to be back. It's interesting, you know, even with uh, the, the shutdown, you come in here at the beginning of the year and everybody has their New Year's resolution. So you see all the desks filled and computers on early and I'm an early riser just by nature. So when I come in here to actually see anybody beat me to the office is uh, refreshing. So yeah, it's great. Looking forward to 2022. Excellent. You're the president uh, and CEO of Civic Financial Services. You guys have a major foothold in this space. Uh, I, I subscribe to the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, The Economist, and Barron's. And every, almost every newspaper over the last week has touched on interest rates. The Fed's going to clock interest rates up about a point and a half by the end of the year. Roughly speaking, in your, in your guesstimate, you have a crystal ball, I have a snow globe. Uh, what impact do you think uh, these interest rates will have on real estate investors? And maybe talk to both set, uh, two, t- two sets of real estate investors, your fix and flippers and your buying holders. Yeah, so um, I spent the first 30 years of my career on the conventional side, and obviously, um, with how uh, the lock and fair value model works, conventionally speaking, I've kept a very close eye on interest rates for almost four decades. And what I would tell you is I've been calling for a rate increase for the last few years. Now, COVID kind of screwed up my uh, pinpoint accurate uh, description of when that was going to happen. But there is absolutely no question interest rates are going up. Uh, the question I think that everyone has is just how much. And I think just over the last um, six or seven trading days or what, 20, 10 years of 20 basis points, I think it was just at 166. And so I think what you're going to see is long-term rates. So conventionally speaking, long-term rates, they're going up. There's no question about it. Um, these big lenders have a huge challenge ahead of them in that they have rode this refi train for the last three or four years at record numbers. They've done the Smith loan 
five and six times as rates dropped down. They kept rewriting that same borrower. And I think what you're seeing right now, they're, they're predicting interest rates, uh, their refinances being on 65, 70% this year. And so with that, I think what ends up happening is you see, you know, mass layoffs on the conventional side. There'll be some opportunities to hire quality people. Um, more importantly, uh, you're going to start seeing new products come into the market. You know, they've graduated payment mortgage, the, the three, two, one buy down, more interest only. Um, so I think long-term rates go up. And I think short-term, like in our space, for those uh, lenders that are interdependent on like securitizations and whatnot, their rates are going up. Uh, if you're a balance sheet lender and, you know, you're using money through the Fed window, then, you know, you're not going to see huge fluctuations there. And I, I actually think that, you know, Civic has a competitive advantage from that perspective, being that our funding source is, is a bank and our cost of capital is you know, ridiculously low. So when it comes to me as a, me as a safe fix and flipper, am I expecting then the similar demand that I've been seeing for homes uh, moving into this year and possibly even 2023, even if interest rates increase a little bit? From my perspective, I'm still okay because I want more qualified buyers and instead of getting the 25, 30 offers for the home that I've been seeing, I'll get less, but there's still demand. How does that, how does that shift my strategy as a fix and flipper? So I, I personally don't believe rates going up is going to mitigate the buying opportunity the way some, do, some people do. Rates have been so low, like we joke that they've been at zero, but they've been so low that for a rate to go uh, a two and a half on a 10 year interest only to a three and a half or 3.75, that doesn't really carve out a huge section of the market. I think what has happened is the lower rates have allowed uh, borrowers to borrow more to get in a bigger house than they otherwise would have gotten into because of that purchasing power. So I think it mitigates that a little bit. But I actually don't think, I mean, the, the whole supply and demand uh, that you were mentioning at the front end of, of um, our talk is – I mean, we are so far underwater right now. Some some estimates between four and a half and five and a half million homes underwater. So I actually don't really believe that this is going to be a negative um, for the flippers at all. I, I do think they have to be conscientious about it, uh, especially those that, that deal in the luxury market. And obviously out here in Southern California, we yeah. see a lot of those. But then when you get to that level above three and a half, four million, um, those buyers, a lot of them have cash. So they're not interdependent on what's going on with interest rates. So I, I do think it's understanding the different sections of the marketplace as it relates to interest rates. And you, we all should be conscientious that um, the lending space as a whole is such a huge monster that it will create opportunities for borrowers to get back into the borrowing pool when interest rates alone don't do it. You'll see some crazy, crazy products coming out into the market. And I think you'll also see non-QM really take an elevated stage, right? So bank statement only type of thing. You mentioned a keyword earlier, uh, underwater. Um, you don't mean the same underwater from the 2006, 2007. I'm assuming you're talking about the supply that, hey, we need another four and a half, five and a half million homes in the United States 
uh, and that would just add to the buying pool and add to the supply that people have to buy. Yeah, thank okay. you for clarifying that. Uh, of course, I, having lived through the financial crisis, underwater during yeah. that time meant 120 to 140 percent loan to value, um, and, and, and no path out of um, that negative equity situation. Underwater in this term is we are four to five million homes under supply, um, and, and the demand will probably take us. I've heard as long as eight nine years. Uh, of building before we get to some equilibrium there. Yeah. Uh, I think that's probably, I think that's probably true. Um, but when you just take a look at the landscape, regardless of what rates are going to do this, this year, they go up 25, 50, 75 basis points, whatever that is, that with demand, um, I, my personal opinion is this, these next two to three years could be amongst the biggest in real estate. Man, I, I, am, I am so with you on that. There are a lot of folks that will say, well, you know, these interest rates is kind of last sticking point on this. These interest rates will clock up a point and a half, or even if it's two, right? On a worst case scenario, that's going to drive down buying activity. That's going to drive prices to normalize a little bit. I, if you really look at the dollars out, the cash out every month on a mortgage between um, where we are now and, say, 50, uh, 50 basis points or 75 basis points. It's not a whole lot more. Like, it's, it it's not. And um, do you think, so have you read the book Black Swan by any chance? Yeah. It's, it essentially talks about some event uh, that has yet to occur um, that will completely destroy an economy. And there have been a lot of folks on, on YouTube and even the journal that are talking about this idea that, you know, hey, it wasn't COVID, it's something else that's coming, uh, that you know, people, are, people are borrowing, it's strong right now. One of my buddies, he invests in commercial real estate in St. Louis, uh, he buys about 10 million a year uh, in property. And he's like, I'm just gonna go cash heavy right now because I'm just feeling that there's something looming. Should investors feel like there's something looming, something that is about to happen that could turn this, this, what you call the next two to three years, five years, six years, a great time to be in real estate into one that is completely subpar. So I am not a believer in that. And, and, and listen, I can't be any more clear. Going into the financial crisis, there were loans that were being done and, and done regularly that were stated income, stated asset to $2 million on second homes with 585 scores. So people, um, blue collar jobs were stating they were making $25,000 a month, not having to verify it, not having to verify any liquid reserves or where the downstroke was coming, limping into a million dollar loan, thinking <laughs> that it was perpetual appreciation. And you saw that problem coming. The credit quality of those packages were about as bad as you could imagine. The credit quality of the packages today have never been better. The average FICO score is almost 740. Average LTV before appreciation, 74 point something percent. Um, the owners of Civic was a company called Wedgwood. They're, the, they're arguably the largest fix and flip company in the nation. They purchase, fix up, and flip about 500 homes a month. Okay. And um, I have a regular standing two-week meeting with their CEO, Greg Geiser, and we met yesterday. And what he's telling me, and they, have, they buy properties across the nation, and they buy the, the small, 
middle down the fairway and luxury properties, you know, across the board and commercial. They're saying right now, today, they have never received more offers on homes mm. at a higher percent of lists and over lists with shorter close times, shorter time on the market, and less concession requests than they ever have in the history of their business. And they've been around for 40 years. Wow. So, so if you just understand supply and demand, and, and you said you read or, or, or um, like four or five different magazines, Wall Street parents, all of them will tell you the same thing, yep. that we are underwater in terms of the supply and demand of housing. Yep. We are. So even with rates rising, when they're coming off the bottom and you're four to five million underwater, just simple math, there is, I don't see any event. And, and listen, if there was ever an event in your and my lifetime, it was COVID. It <laughs> yeah. was COVID. <laughs> everyone out, our industry, like think about what happened to the business purpose on 75% of our competitors stopped lending. Yep. Half of those people never came back. Yep. Credit Suisse, which was, which was the monster in our industry, no longer buys paper. They just finance. So if there was anything that was going to screw up the real estate market, it just happened. It just happened. So like for me, and I, I, I'm a, I would say that after almost 40 years of being in lending, I'm guarded. Like I've seen a lot of stuff. Yeah. I can't ever remember myself being so personally bullish on the real estate market. And I'm, and, and I'm capitally committed personally to real estate. Like I'm a big, big believer. And there's so many different outs. There's so many different exits. If some element of the market rates, demand, supply, regulation comes in that we weren't expecting, there's so many different outs. You know, we haven't talked about this, but like just in default, if you think about this, the default on business purpose loans right now today is at historic lows. We have a complete asset management team that would buy non-performing loans and or if somebody, a good person did a bad thing and yeah. and, and their loan went bad, we'd have to take it back. And we always ran around uh, $20 million maybe in default that we would deal with. We, we don't have any default. Like when somebody goes down a payment or two, they have exits. Yep. Because of that demand and supply that you yep. and I were talking about. So I, uh, Greg and I were literally yesterday, we're just like kind of throwing stuff at one another to find what we're missing. And then combined, that's 80 years of being in real estate. So we've seen yeah. some crazy stuff. I don't see it. I'm just telling you, like, that's when you should probably be most scared is when you don't. Yeah. But now, if you, if you want to talk about the stock market, I think the stock market's overdone. I think there's a lot of uh, companies out there that are valued without any real financial support, more emotion and, and momentum. I, I believe that. But when you think about real estate, dirt, owning the land, you know, uh, one of the partners upstairs once said to me, it was great. You'd love this. We were talking about Manhattan Beach property and we we're talking about property on the water. And, um, this goes back pre-COVID, and he was saying, you know, that property on the water, it's the front row, and they can't make any rows in front of that front row. And he goes, it's just like going to a Bruce Springsteen concert. You know, you could be seven, eight rows back, pay $500 a ticket, or pay 30000 for the front row, because you're right there. And I think 
Real estate is similar. Whether you're close to the desert, you're close to the golf course, you're close to um, a, a, a thriving community, you're close to the water, you're close to shopping, whatever it is, there's just a limited amount of that. And right now, it's never been more evident. And I think that I think three years is conservative. It's probably more like five, yeah. Uh, because you'll you're going to start seeing building in areas you probably haven't seen before, and then you also have this effect, the bookend effect, where you got a lot of people from California, a lot of people from New York moving inland. So yes. California, you got Vegas, Arizona, um, Denver, yeah. Utah, you got um, Texas. I mean, uh, yeah, there's the a lot of folks going to, uh, yeah, Florida. And yeah. We're seeing like for us, what, when, what awesome result of COVID I'm writing a book, the things I loved about COVID, which, you know, you know, you think like that's kind of crazy, but there will have been some unbelievable things. Yeah. The first thing is that we prove to ourselves, we don't all have to be here in one office. So yeah. now we're allowing our executives to move to places where, less state taxes, the dollar stretches further, they're closer to their family, better quality of life. And if you do that, that true work-life balance that you, you, you say you want for your people, you're actually living that. And we're like on, I think we're on a third, a third, a third model right now, third full-time at work in the office, third hybrid, and then a third 100% at home. Yeah. And I don't think that lasts through COVID. I think that lasts into perpetuity because they proved that they can do it. I think a lot of other companies are doing exactly the same thing, which is, you know, unbelievable. But because of that, you do have people now that were stuck in California that had a, uh, had their job here that are going, maybe I'm not going to pay 14% state tax. Right. Maybe and I can get a five bedroom, four bath instead of a two bedroom, one bath. That's right. And maybe my dollar stretches further better for my children whom I'm raising. And it's just a different time right now. Dude. I, I appreciate the insight, uh, and, and I'm with you. I, I'm, a, I'm a PE guy, and so the companies that I run, we got out of our leases. We're like, we don't, we don't need this. We're actually more profitable remote than we are when everybody's crammed into a small office. You spend more time walking to get coffee. It's just, you know, you don't need it. I, or at least for my, for my use cases, we didn't need it. We threw that old concept out the window, and now everybody's happier. You can spend more time with your dog, your, your loved ones, kids, whatever, and it just leads to a happier environment with happier people, with better results, with better performance, with significantly better EBITDA at the end of the day. So uh, I'm, I'm totally with you. I, I also don't see a black swan at all. I also agree with you that COVID, if there was a black swan, COVID was it. And, you know, are we surging again? Yes. Are we going to probably hit some of these peaks and valleys again in the future? Yes. Will they keep coming out with boosters? Yes. But, like, we're at a point, I think, with humanity where we can still do business and not have it not have the future of COVID affect us as much as it did because we were still learning about it in, uh, in the middle of last year where everything was completely shut down. There, like you mentioned, there are plenty of opportunities for real estate investors if you know where to look. Um, we'll have to have you back because I want to talk more about the supply chain issues as well, especially with contractors. Yeah. This really does apply to first-time investors because they're having a lot, of, a lot of hard times right now finding good people. But we'll have to have you, have you back for that. Uh, I think that'll be good. But, man, Bill, this was fantastic. It's always uh, a pleasure connecting with you and kind of talking some shop because not yeah, a lot of folks – 
not a lot of folks understand like hard hitting messages the way that you deliver it and I always appreciate that. So thanks a lot. You want to check out Civic and get funded. Uh, hit up Bill and his team at Civic Financial Services. Uh, and Bill, I'll let you, uh, I'll let you uh, tell us what the website is, www.civicfs.com. Civicfs.com. All right, we'll be in touch. Thank you so much. See you, pal. Think Realty Nation, this next segment is brought to you by Housefolios, sourcing analysis, transaction management, rehab budget tracking, asset management, and disposition, all in one software for single-family real estate. Grow and manage your entire single-family investment portfolio from one simple-to-use software. Check them out, housefolios.com to get started. You know what's interesting about Housefolios is I use them personally, and they are freaking awesome. And I'm a techie, so just saying, it says a lot about Housefolios. We've got to talk about new legal requirement, uh, the Corporate Transparency Act, uh, that's new for this year, 2022. Uh, the U.S. government wants to know who owns your business. Uh, really important for them, I suppose. Uh, this is what's called the Corporate Transparency Act. The CTA uh, requires, as of January 22, as of January 2022, um, you know, it's funny. I just realized 2022. Uh, I hope that's not like another repeat of 2020. It's like 2020 and like the number two after it because that's how you would phonetically say 2022. Anyway, uh, I don't know why I just thought of that. Joe, have you ever thought of that? No? Okay. Well, now we just thought of it. It's a thing. It's going to be in your brain for the rest of uh, 2022. Um, all right. The information will be held in a secure database maintained by the U.S. Uh, Department of Treasury Financial Crimes Enforcement Network called FINCEN. Uh, here's the background. The CTA was enacted by both houses of Congress on uh, January 1st, 2021, as part of the National Defense Authorization Act of 2021. Um, the required reporting is full name, date of birth, current residential or business address, and a unique identifying number from state-issued uh, identification document. This may include a passport, driver's license, or a FinCEN identifier. So absolutely check it out. Um, there are a lot of, and this is an article that you can uh, read on the Think Realty blog, written by Corporate Direct, and the title is 2022's New Legal Requirement, the Corporate Transparency Act. Uh, a lot of their clients have Wyoming LLCs, Nevada LLCs, and, uh, and what's the other one? Delaware LLCs. So work with your uh, work with your attorneys, your asset protection attorneys, to make sure what you have to disclose or not. Super important that you do that here. Um, we're going to wrap up the show. We went a little long, but I wanted this to be a really keystone podcast for you guys and gals to listen to because what Bill just said super important, super super important. All right, we got to go. Here's how I'm going to wrap up. Uh, we've got a Houston event coming up March 24th and 25th, Houston. Texas. You want to set your calendar uh, accordingly. You want to be there. It is in person. It is also virtual. Super, super important. You want to set your sights on making 22 a success with more knowledge and know-how by learning and networking with top-tier real estate investing pros. Uh, we're giving you a buy one, get one deal on tickets. Register for two tickets. You want to enter the code podcast at checkout and you get a twofer, a special pricing. Visit www.thinkrealty.com slash Houston for more information. Again, use that code podcast. If you have, if you have any questions, you know how to reach out to me. Fi find me anywhere online at Abhi Golhar and uh, check us out, thinkrealty.com. Until next time, happy investing. Mm -hmm.